Hi, this is Dave Westberg, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Adomni. Adomni, increase your revenue today by listing your digital billboard on Adomni. Today's guest is Don Shapaniak, president and CEO of PrismView, a Samsung electronics company which manufactures indoor and outdoor display products, including digital billboards. Welcome to the show, Don. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Don, talk about your background and how you got involved in the out-of-home advertising business. It's a long, strange trip. I'll try to keep it brief. So I've been involved in the electronics business for my whole career. I spent over 30 years doing consumer electronics, commercial, industrial, doing all kinds, everything from sales to support to, I, I used to joke that I had every job in the, in the, in the industry except for accounting and in engineering, one I wasn't qualified for, and one I didn't like. You could, you could, you could yes. pick which is which. But recently, I was working for Panasonic, and they had decided to get into the LED business, and so I was picked to to run that group and then build that business. And a couple of years ago, Samsung came calling to have me come to PrismView and help them lead the growth and transformation of a PrismView as as it got integrated into Samsung. So I came to the outdoor industry late. Hmm. In my career before Prison View, I really didn't spend a lot of time in it. So it's been a bit of an education and a kind of a gratifying time in terms of learning and learning and getting involved in the business. Talk a little bit about Prison View's history and its operations, maybe some of the mechanics of its current operation. Sure. As you said at the beginning, we're a Samsung company. Samsung went and purchased PrismView from one of the large design companies in the United States and the western part of the United States, Yesco. So PrismView was a, the electronics division of Yesco and really started in the very beginning of the digital signage industry, making digital LED signs for Yesco for their operation. Samsung is very public about wanting to dominate LED like they dominate many other industries and was, was looking for some capability, particularly in the U.S., for outdoor LED because Samsung has great expertise and great R&D on the indoor side, but didn't really have it on the outdoor side. So they went and negotiated and acquired PrismView from Yesco in 2015. They got acquired. They had spent a couple of years straight working on straightening out the operation and, and really aligning it with Samsung. And then in 2017, they brought me on board to really lead the growth and transformation because their goal is to dominate outdoor LED like they dominate everything else. I remember you, you've got a quote I read where you said, I, I first came to PrismView and was intrigued by this local company with the history of innovation in the sign business supported by a global tech giant. It must be nice to be able to run a business when you know your parent has access to capital. Yeah, I meant what I said then. I mean, you know, I was really intrigued by the PrismView opportunity because of the history. I mean, PrismView, when I talk about it being there at the very beginning, they were at the very beginning of the digital billboard business. I spent a lot of time putting up some of the first digital billboards in the, in the U.S. and really grew with that. So they had this history of innovation and, and being nimble and being there, being in that business from the very beginning. And so that's what intrigued me about the company. And when I looked at that and said, wow, that combined with the incredible resources and the brand power of Samsung, I thought I would be a fool not to, not to jump on and take the opportunity. Makes sense. Now, review Prism View's current operations. You know, where's the headquarters? Talk a little about manufacturing. Where, where is sales located and your network operations that are on NOC, where you monitor all the signs? Where, where is all of that? 
So Prison View is headquartered in Logan, Utah, about an hour and a half north of the Salt Lake City Airport. Yesco moved the operation from Vegas in the early 2000s. So we operate out of the main headquarters building where you know all the administrative functions are, plus some of our manufacturing. Boy, we actually have four different buildings in Logan. Wow. And so our NOC is is here in Logan. We have all the all manufacturing, all fabrication, all calibration, project management is all based out of Logan. We do also, because of the, the need to really expand our capacity, we actually are also produce modules, some of our modules at what's called SAMEX, which is Samsung Mexico hmm. in Tijuana. It's Samsung's largest production facility in the Americas. It produces all the TVs for the for the U.S. and much of the Western Hemisphere. And so we actually produce some modules in that plant as well. Wow. So we produce modules in Mexico. We produce modules, cabinets, and do all the fabrication, assembly, and, and final design work here in, in Logan. Are your salespeople based also in Logan, or are they regional? Our salespeople are, are based all over the country. I, you yep. know, I, I, when it comes to salespeople, I tend to try to find them where they're closest to their customers. So we have salespeople in, from, from Connecticut to California, Texas to Minnesota, and everywhere in between. Okay. What makes Prism View different from the other digital billboard manufacturers? I think, you know, again, what drew me to Prism View, I think, is also, I think, what makes it different. You know, we are a U.S. company, U.S.-based. We are very focused on the North American market, so we really pride ourselves on knowing our customers. We provide those services in the U.S. So, you know, you mentioned a 24-7 knock. We have a 24-7 knock in Logan manned by folks who know the business and know Prism View. I think beyond that, what attracted Samsung to Prism View was some of the IP. We're really proud of the way our signs look and the way they perform, whether it's high refresh rates or the ability to really reproduce exactly what the customer wants us to reproduce, whether that is red, the red of Coca-Cola mm-hmm. or the purple of the Baltimore Ravens. We really take pride in the fact that our our signs do that really well and continue to do that over the course of their life. Don, can you talk about some of your high-profile Prism View projects? Sure. I mean, I think that the highest-profile projects for any, any anybody in our industry tend to fall into two areas, right? Whatever what we all call spectaculars mm-hmm. and boards. And one of the things that I think we're, we are, I'm really excited about is recent partnership with the Jamestown people in Times Square, and that was the One Times Square project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, One Times Square, for those people who don't know, is where the ball drops. Mm-hmm. If you've if you, if you not lived under a rock, you probably <laughs> watch TV on New Year's Eve and watch the ball drop, drop in Times Square. They have a very innovative and really aggressive plan to transform that building and really in as part of a transform Times Square. And so we recently completed basically 27 stories of LED along the face of the building. Wow. Five, four different, four different signs all combined. And what they're doing there is really some spectacular stuff, really treating those four signs as one canvas, allowing their advertisers to do some really interesting things. And when I combine one Times Square with the sign we just put up at two Times Square across the square, hmm. it, it really gives us the opportunity to walk to Times Square with customers, with potential customers, and say, you know, Samsung is a force in, in Times Square. Look, at both ends of the square, we have really stunningly beautiful signs. These big signs, so, you, you know, your one Times Square, as I recall, that was 11,600 square feet. That's like that's like 17, almost 20 times the size of a typical 14 by 48 billboard. 
Are there any unique challenges, Don, in putting that together, in coordinating electronically or via computer the different parts of the sign? Are there any challenges doing something like that? You know, there are, but I would say that the biggest difference, and as you know, there are, for your people who, who listen or in the industry, you know, a typical billboard in prison view, it's a one pull. You basically pull up in a truck, a crane comes by, grabs the whole 14 by 48 billboard, sticks it on the sign, and in a couple hours, you have basically swapped out a billboard or put a new one in as long as the infrastructure is there. In Times Square, as you mentioned, you know, the multiples of that sign had to be brought in in basically four foot by four foot sections Wow! and built in those small sections from the ground up because of the space constraints and the time constraints in Times Square. And so that was the biggest difference. I think we actually have a stop, stop action video that we posted on, online that shows that sign being built. And it was built over the course of a couple of weeks, but you can literally see like putting Lego blocks together, this thing going up row after row after row. And I think that's the probably the biggest challenge because you're building on the site and the customer still wants all the things that anybody else would expect. They want a seamless sign that looks great, that looks like it's one piece of canvas and that then delivers as one piece of canvas. You just got to be able to do that on site, build yes. it one piece at a time. We will put a link to that video into the show notes. Let's take a break here for our word from our sponsor. Adomni easily connects with Dectronics, Formedco, PrismView, or Watchfire billboards and enables advertisers and agencies to quickly find and buy your unsold billboard space. With Audience IQ technology, advertisers can target consumer profiles such as demographics, behavior, and interests that travel past your billboards. Join the fastest growing out-of-home network with over 100,000 digital screens. Visit adomni.com or email sales at adomni.com to learn more. Mention this Billboard Insider podcast to receive one free year of Adomni's white-labeled booking engine on your website. China tariffs have been big in the news. What's the current impact of tariffs on digital billboard components, Don? It was a huge issue last summer. I spent, personally, spent a lot of time in D.C., testifying and, and working the halls of Congress as a as representative of Prison View to get our message across about a U.S. manufacturer in the middle of Utah was being impacted by tariffs that were designed to even the playing field against Chinese competitors. And in some cases, we we're having the opposite effect. But at the same time, we, we were working that. We also were really looking at our supply chain and our ability to deliver for customers. And so what Samsung did, what PrismView did, is we, we simply moved out of China. I guess the impact did have a, maybe a, a stated effect or an intended effect. And we, we shifted our excess production of modules. Is again, we still produce three shifts a day at Logan, but we shifted our excess capacity for modules. We shifted it from China to a facility in Tijuana. It wasn't the only reason we moved. We shortened our supply chain, quicker response. We moved to a Samsung-owned facility, so Samsung world-class quality and control. So all those things contributed, but the tariffs did contribute to our decision to really move our production out of China and move it closer to home. That being said, all LED manufacturers are still being impacted by, you know, tariffs on LED because let's face it, you know, when it comes to surface mount LED and other forms of commercial LED, they all get produced in China. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's still an impact. It impacts everybody, 
but equally, but it, it impacts us all. And am I right? There, there were a couple stages. Are the tariffs now up to twenty or twenty-five percent on digital billboard components? And also, weren't there? There were a few workarounds people were able to do, where maybe early on they were shipping LED components elsewhere to be assembled, and or shipping them in a form that might not be tariffed to be tariffed. But uh, am I right with the recent tariffs that it's very, very hard to work around what is in essence a twenty-five percent price increase? Yeah, you, and you're, you are right. The tariff, what gets thrown around is 25%. It is actually a scale a scale that starts at 10 for some components and goes up to 25. But mm-hmm. but for the components that are in production of LED, it's mostly 25. And it's true. Prison people, like everybody else, has looked at those workarounds, how we go ahead and produce in certain countries, how we procure, where we procure. Uh, you can certainly do what you can, but the various rounds of tariffs have certainly closed off more and more of that. I will say this, because of the flexibility we have mm-hmm. as a Samsung affiliate, we were able to move our operation very quickly and avoid the tariff impact for anything that we were producing in China by going to Mexico. And we still produce and assemble in the U.S. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've actually made a statement to our customers that you know the tariffs impact will not be passed along to them. We are able to do that because the impact to us was pretty negligible. Yep. Some others, not so much. It seems like there was a big move if, if China was being tariffed to move elsewhere to other countries. But the way it's been put to me is, well, there may be choke points because everyone's trying to move to other countries. So <laughs> pricing at other yep. other countries' plants go up where if it's being produced in, for instance, your own company's plant, you know you have the access to the resources and it can get it at a reasonable price. Absolutely. It's why production in Logan is so critical and important to us. It's more than symbolic. It is a way for us to really help control our destiny. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, producing at an already operating Samsung plant where we're able to move very quickly and not experience some of those choke points of mm-hmm. others trying to move around allows the opportunity to really do that and not impact our customers with pricing at all. What trends, Don, are you seeing in digital billboard design? So that's interesting. I've, I've actually done some keynote addresses on it over the last year. Um, you know, I always say in the LED business, it's, it's getting bigger, smaller, more and less <laughs> all at the same time. And so, but, but, on the, but specifically for digital, for the out-of-home, you know, you are, of course, seeing this really drive towards higher resolution. Yes. There was a time in Times Square when a 16 millimeter through all sign was perfectly fine. And in fact, there were higher pixel pitches. It isn't one Times Square eight eight millimeters? Your parts right. of that side? Some, some of it. Yeah, yeah. Parts of that side. The, the largest part of the sign is eight, and what we're what we're seeing is that's moving towards the standard. Wow. Um, you know, we're seeing more and more of the signs being eight millimeter. Um, I think you're seeing, and obviously you're seeing in spectaculars, not so much in highway billboards, in spectaculars, the continuing move from through hole technology to surface mount for all the advantages. And can you explain that? Can you explain that for? For people that might not know the difference in what's going on there, I because I'm a layman, I try to explain it in layman terms. Please, um, as I remember, I told you I'm not an engineer. Yeah, so yeah. When I explain to people, you know, through hole is very similar to if you remember light brights. That's the way I describe it. You know, they are diodes that look like a like a light bright. Three different diodes make up one pixel, and you get the three colors. You know, red, mm-hmm. and blue, and and that that makes up a one pixel. And with those that trio of of diodes you can produce all the colors you need to produce mm-hmm. those are put on a board and you'll you will see them as in groups of three reproduced across the board a surface mount those are detached via leads just like you would in, in soldering in your in your high school electronics class mm-hmm. 
just a lot fa- just a lot faster with, with the machine. Surface mount is basically that that package of three diodes is in one surface mount uh, package encased in encased in um, hmm. in silicone, so that you can place it on a board and that one package now again even though it looks like it's white or, or or black will again produce all the colors that the others did because those three diodes are encased in that plastic mm-hmm. okay and that's that's the difference so wow. surface mount allows you to get smaller because the hmm. diodes are smaller and it allows so which means it's the surface mount technology which is driven the resolutions up and the pixel pitches down. Mm-hmm. Don, are the new generations of boards seem like for a while every new generation was using way less power. Have we sort of got to the end of bending the power curve down or can new billboards still use less power than some of the old ones? Certainly there was great improvement and it's somewhat flattened out, but I am a big believer in that technology is going to give us some different answers. We certainly are testing some prototype from some of our, our vendors that promise and deliver a further reduction of power. From an engineering standpoint, in terms of board design, that's one of the primary things we look at is how can we deliver more with less power? We listen particularly in the billboard industry. Power is cost, and cost is important. So mm-hmm. so we are. I don't think we're at the end of it yet. No, I don't believe mm-hmm. so. I will say there's one other trend, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. You asked about trends. I think, you know, this outdoor to indoor and indoor to outdoor. Certainly the places and applications for LED is growing at in leaps and bounds. I think as an industry, you know, 25% growth year over year is is the norm. And it's because of, not just because of the the signs are getting bigger in some applications, it's because there's just more places to put them. And as you get indoor, the pressure and the need for fine pixel pitch, because people are getting so much closer to that board, is really important. Fine pixel pitch products will, I think, drive most of the growth hmm. in the digital out of home industry in, in the next few years as, as people, companies, media companies find more and more and better and better places indoor to engage and interact with people. Makes sense. And and from a regulatory standpoint, indoor oftentimes is private controlled space. You don't maybe permitting is is less of an issue than if you're talking about public right of ways, public streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's often a much simpler process. Don, it seems like that we've got multiple parties trying to develop automated sales platforms. Domni, Vistar, Blip, for instance, trying to develop platforms to allow people to automatically buy ads on digital signs. How do PrismView signs work with these different automated sales platforms? Absolutely, that's a trend that we we absolutely see and want to make sure that we take advantage of. I, we, we don't really have an issue, mm-hmm. uh, at least you know, in terms of what's currently out there. We're constantly looking at to make sure that we don't get caught by surprise. I think it's a I think it's a really interesting trend, and I think it's a trend that bodes well for the industry because it really opens up a whole new customer base that perhaps was harder to reach before, mm-hmm. right? And so, so people who maybe didn't even think of that kind of advertising to the, to the public because they just couldn't either get time of day or really didn't really have that kind of presence are now able to really be very specific and very targeted with where they want their message to go and who they want the message to. And they don't need, they don't, frankly, don't need to engage in the more traditional ways of how people acquire and applied media. So I'm really excited by that prospect because more customers equal more investment which is always good for companies like Prism. 
Absolutely. That's it for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Don. Well, thank you so much for the time. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. This podcast was sponsored by Adomni. Adomni. Increase your revenue today by listing your digital billboard on Adomni. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is billboardinsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.